1: Hi, my name is Adam Reichert, co-host of the Talk Eastern Europe podcast. I'm sure you have heard about the country of Belarus, which has been dominating international news headlines and the massive protests and violence that broke out there. To understand this country better, we have prepared a special documentary podcast series called The Story of Belarus, The Nation, Its History, and A New Hope. In this 10-episode documentary, we explore the country in greater detail. You can learn more by visiting www.neweasterneurope.eu slash Belarus or listen anywhere you find podcasts.
2: At a time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also
3: distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is that you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
2: Hi everyone, I'm your co-host Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at making pod. Uh, please feel free to email us at making sense of success at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment.
3: So today we have Khadija. Um, did you want to give a quick bio about yourself for all
1: of the listeners? Yes, yeah, so my name is Khadija Ture. I am the founder of Kubriquet Skincare and we create these natural moisturizers and skincare tools. Um, I am the most important thing to know about me is I'm someone that's living through their life purpose, which is to help give people comfort and confidence within their own skin. I love that. I'm like
2: obsessed with skincare right now and like all like the natural side of it and everything and I look at like all the ingredients. So everything you just said there it's exactly what I'm looking for in like a
1: skincare company. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what made you want to start that?
1: Um, It's a, a series of a couple of things. I think that like my first memories in skincare have been linked towards my mom. So she would be mixing like cocoa butter and shea butter and all these like natural remedies in the kitchen. Um, but I was always, like, a hooper. Um, so my skin was always super-duper bad. Mm. And then um, I went to – I was, just, like, just basically a tomboy. Went to college, played Division One basketball. And then – and my skin was just, I think, at an all-time low. So then, I don't know, it was embarrassing because you're in college, you're in high school, you want to, like, start looking cute, want start to, like, wear makeup. But I was, like, such a tomboy. It was, like, okay, whatever ball is like. And then once I graduated college – And, um, it was just, it came a point where like enough was enough. I was like, okay, I can't say that it's because I'm playing basketball anymore. Um, I have to like start investing in my skin. Um, and so then when I started buying all these products and, um, like trying them out and my skin wasn't improving, I, I was just so frustrated. So once I started doing research and I became like super heavily invested in like ingredients and like formulations, I would start traveling around the world. So I went to like 15 to like 25 different countries within like a year and um, would go to these like small villages in South Asia and in Africa to learn about like different ingredients and skincare practices Um, and then at that point it was just I discovered my life purpose was to help give people comfort and confidence with their own skin which I feel like I was always missing Um, and so then I decided to launch a skincare line with that purpose in mind That's so cool
2: how you talked about um, how you went into how you traveled to 15 different countries. Would you mind maybe, I guess maybe getting into like how that experience was and how that's kind of helped fulfill your path to success and everything?
1: Yeah, so I think that, um, so as I graduated with my degree in engineering. And so mm-hmm. my job, I was in India and all over like the world, basically for my like consulting job. So on the weekends, yeah. I would like sneak away and go to these like small countries. Um, And so then, I don't know, it's just interesting, because I feel like I struggled with my skin. And then I really became like passionate and started loving it. And then um, I just met these like really cute women that would like show me their natural remedies. So like in India, they're heavily influenced by like turmeric, which Mm -hmm. we have in our vitamin A and E night cream. Um, Sri Lanka, they're very like big on cinnamon. Thailand they're really big on prickly pear so it was really cool just to be able to not only have like the influences that my mom showed me early on but to be able to incorporate like some of the best ingredients and practices that I've seen around the world with these like old women that don't have a single wrinkle on their face it was just such a beautiful experience
3: what do you think your target audience is now that you have a very successful really personalized and unique skincare company
1: my target audience i think is evolving because i think that um you know at first the first like years we're we're still under a year into like having our business is about like kind of figuring out who your audience is but i like to think of my consumer as like someone that is health conscious so like the whole foods um consumer that like really wants to invest in their skin um but doesn't want to break the bank doing it so like a, the like whole foods sephora type shopper
3: You are talking about to two girls who are that Whole Foods Sephora shopper. (laughs) I will tell (laughs) you that girl. I think
1: that I just got to create something that was like the best of, I guess, everything that I've wanted to look for. That like health conscious, uh, they care, like I care about the ingredients that are in my products, but also not going to be like a billion and a half dollars. I think that sucks when it costs a lot.
2: <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree with that. I'm like obsessed now with, um, you've probably heard of him, Skincare by Hiram. I'm oh like God, obsessed I love with him. him. Yes. Just because he's shown like such affordable options and that's literally just what I go after now. Like he just shows, right, that you don't need to spend so much on skincare to get that quality and the results. So I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah, I think the key for me um, was I was like, okay, this expensive product is going to be the best. No, the key is finding the ingredients that are best suited for your skin concerns and your skin type. And once you find that and you understand that, then your skin will always be good because you understand like what what's best suited for you. And I think that that was one thing that I learned and changed my skin forever.
3: I'm gonna ask you a real question right now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> do you think your high school self would be proud of you?
1: Um, I think so because there are things that I've always wanted to do. It's interesting that you asked that because i I think I've always known that I've wanted to impact people's lives, but I think the experiences that you have up until like the point you discover your purpose leads you to discovering what that is so I am yeah I feel like I'd be really proud I feel like I've done a lot of things already in just the year that we've had the business that um it's a little surprising to me but yeah as long as I always wanted to be someone that was purpose-driven and I think that I would be proud of myself
3: (laughs) (laughs) sorry that was that's a real question um that not many people like ask or answer very regularly so it's just like something Spicing it up. Spice up what's going on. I love that. I love that kind of question. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) And then you said you did graduate college, correct? Yes. And you got a degree in engineering? Yes. Do you think you've been able to successfully, like, use your degree um, to make you the person that you are in this moment in time?
1: That's a good question, because I feel like engineering and beauty, it's like completely separate to a lot of people. But in my mind, like I think engineering has helped me approach like the skincare problems differently. I understand like when I look at ingredients and I look at like chemistry and stuff like that, like I was pre-med in biomedical engineering. So I understand mm. oh wow okay so much better. And so I think that it helped me with like thinking like critically as an engineer and as a beauty person. So there isn't a lot of overlap, but in that sense, I think it's been extremely helpful. And I think that when I when I create the, like I've created this line, I'm not mm-hmm. someone that's coming with like a influencer background, or I'm not someone that's been in the industry for a long time. Like I think I'm coming, hopefully, with something that's a little bit more unique and very scientific.
2: So, when so when you like graduated and everything um, from engineering, did you know like that? you really wanted to go into skincare after or was that necessarily like after your travels really that really inspired that and how did you go about I guess maybe switching or um doing both careers
1: yes so it didn't happen right away I think that once I graduated and then for my engineering job I was on a plane three times a week at least okay yeah so my skin just started to look so bad like I'd go hang out with my mom and my mom has like this flawless skin and she's like in her fifties, I'm like, this is outrageous. So I think that it just became like, <laughs> it was something that was really like, hard. I was having a hard time with and just becoming more and more self-conscious about because I was actually investing in my skin. And so then I think just like the pain point turned into like a passion. And then once it was like, okay, I discovered my life's purpose, then it was like, okay, well, apparently my purpose was to also do like be in skincare. I feel like it just, everything aligned once that purpose happened for me. So that's it was just yeah it was interesting
3: <laughs> yeah we, that, love, we love when life aligns
2: like that <laughs> yeah
3: I was going to say bad. that the like
1: air
2: like airplane air that's something else I don't know why my skin too like it whenever after I get off a plane it just like reacts I don't know why
1: yeah but it's yeah it's so bad I can't imagine it wasn't even just like the airplane it was out I in different I, I didn't have, like, a home base at that point. Like, I was living, right. I think, 300 nights in a hotel. It's, like, the food that you're accustomed to. Like, I had to switch yeah. my diet. Um, I was, like, basically vegan. Like, it's just the different hormones and different foods. Like, it was just, like, no, like, consistency. So my, th- my skin just was, like, thrown for a loop. So
2: if someone were to, like, come to you and be, like – Khadija, I'm having like skin like problems. I don't know what to do. Like what would you recommend for them first to do or like the steps to take in order to achieve like I guess better skin results?
1: Yes. So I think the first thing is being able to identify like there's just so many skin myths out there. Um, I think the first thing is once you've like identified what your skin type is, which a lot of people don't even know, which I think is kind of scary. Um, <laughs> once you <laughs> identify your skin type, then it's so much easier to find ingredients specific for that skin type. So if you have like oily acne prone skin, you should look at BHAs, salicylic acid, glycolic acid, those type of ingredients. If you have drier skin, then you want like the hyaluronic acids um, and more of like the hydrating acids in your skincare routine. So I think that once you identify that, then it's so much easier to pick out like proper like products for you. And then once you identify what those like ingredients are, then it's about finding like which ones are actually compatible with the chemistry and oils of your skin. And then just above all of that, sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Like I can't reach that, that. I'm guilty. of that. I am know 90% <laughs> of aging comes from sunscreen. Like lack of sun. It's just like, I, I didn't use to wear <laughs> sunscreen. Now I like cringe when people tell me they don't. <laughs>
3: oh my god me too like today my best friend and i went tanning and she put like the banana bow sunscreen on her face and i said are you kidding me right now i have super so upstairs how dare you disrespect me like that you kidding
1: yeah absolutely sunscreen's super important
3: <laughs> are you a um like a cos not a cosmetologist an esthetician or like um what is one of the other ones Did you go to
1: aesthetics, like aesthetician school or anything like that? No, so I didn't. But when I was working on the formula, I worked with a dermatologist and a chemist. So I wanted the
3: ingredients
1: that I wanted, but also like I'm not an aesthetician and I'm not like a chemist. So I thought it was important for me to work with them, even though I knew that main active ingredients that I wanted.
3: It's so nice that you did take that initiative because there are so many companies out there that don't have a chemist. Or don't work with a dermatologist, and they're just here to throw some ingredients together and call it frosting on a cake. And that is not what we're
1: looking for. When I was doing my research, it's like the lack of regulation within the skincare industry is horrifying. Like people can just like make it in a garage and sell it on a website. Like it doesn't have it doesn't have to go through this like FDA approval. Like people ask me that all the time. It's like sad that that's not the case. I know, like.
3: Like I totally understand. Are you like an essential oil brand, like company that has like a bunch of essential oils, or like um, fragrance? I guess you could say. Like, do you have those in your uh, products?
1: Um, No, I like to keep our skincare as close to edible as as possible. So I try to avoid fragrance, but I love essential oils a lot. I'm glad you
2: say that though, because that's <laughs> if anything I've learned from Hiram is that like fragrance or like essential oils in skincare, especially like just specifically for your face, really
1: more than anything, is just like a no no. That's like a it's cross. Yeah, I feel like, and everyone that says they have sensitive skin, I think your facial skin is just naturally sensitive. Like, why, why perfume on the face? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well-
2: I was reading this article, too, and it was so scary. I think they were saying that there's, like, over 3,000, like, um, different ingredients that could be listed, I guess, under fragrance. Um, yeah. And you would have no idea. You'll never know what they are, really, like, for each product and that they're toxic. And yeah, for I just get scared,
1: to be honest. It's super scary. And that's, like, I think when I was looking at, like, when I was going through my, like, skincare transformation, it was the like lack of like ingredient regulation. And then also like um, when you're saying, okay, I have acne. And it's like, okay, salicyclic acid. It doesn't have to tell you the potency of each of the ingredients. So it can have like a drop of salicyclic acid and not actually help your acne. I think it just makes it, the consumer's job so difficult. And I feel bad for people that like aren't going to spend all day trying to figure it out. Because it took me a, at least a year and a half before I could even figure that stuff out.
2: I'm with you there. It probably took me over a year like up until last year I was probably still using that St. Ives scrub that oh, the no, worst <laughs> I hate no. to expose myself but I'll do it.
1: <laughs> I was that person. I feel bad though when my friends like they they don't like to tell me what's like their skincare cabinet because when they tell me like St. Ives or I'm like oh no no no. <laughs> But that's good now.
2: They have you now to be able to go to, and you can also give them advice. And they actually have someone who like creates the skincare, so they you know like they'll know what actually goes in the product.
1: Yeah. Do you
3: feel like? Do you feel like um, this is also another question? Just like a like a personal question. We can totally cut this out if like you feel totally uncomfortable like answering this. But do you feel like now that you do have your own skincare, you? The people in your life feel more obligated uh, to come to you with their questions or you feel like you have
1: to be that person where everybody dumps all their skincare questions on? That's a good question, actually. Um, I get a lot of DMs um about skincare questions and I think a lot of my skincare stuff is unsolicited like my friends have to be sick of me by now (laughs) because I'll just go up to them and I'm like you're not using that product like (laughs) um, but I it is it is hard because like I do have to answer a lot of skincare questions but at the end of the day it's my purpose to help people find that confidence in their skin so if with that purpose in mind, it just can't bother me, you know, you know what I mean? Like if I can help someone Mm. not feel as insecure as I did about my skin, then that's the most important thing.
2: That's really nice of you. (laughs) (laughs) So as you, yeah, as you were saying, like, I guess um, with skincare and everything, it does help like build confidence in a way. And I think like that inherently helps fulfill, like that is an that's an integral part of success really in the end. Um, Mm -hmm. So how do you think maybe that um, this journey with like building your skincare company and everything has like transformed like your definition of success?
1: Mm, I think that for a lot of people, maybe their vision of success changes, but I think Mm -hmm. that for me, it hasn't changed and it hasn't changed since I was little because For me, I want to have a purpose-driven life and a purpose-driven outcomes. So for me, it's not about like, okay, I made a million dollars this year. It's not about that for me. It's about am I fulfilling my purpose? Am I touching people's lives and impacting them the way that I want to? And if I'm doing that, to me, even if it's just one person, that's success for me.
2: I absolutely love that. I think that's like so touching and... Yeah, I think a lot of the time in western society we really get caught up with money just cuz everything comes with a price it seems like. But it's yeah. nice to hear that like that you like are happy with making an impact and everything. And I love that it's through skincare cuz I think that's something like that we all need a lot more of to build like confidence and like also self-love. Like that's another big thing that's come out I think within the last couple of years that we didn't have.
1: But uh, yeah, I think that once you start focusing on all that stuff like you get caught in comparison you get caught in like trying to I think that that part is just so like exhausting mentally that once you just stay in your own lane and like you're purpose-driven like the money will come everything else will come because that's what you're supposed to be doing I don't know it's like it was something I was called to do and it's I feel like everything's already like in the last year grown so much and it wasn't because I was super focused on it it was just that it came naturally it
3: really helps that you have started a like you would consider yourself a small business correct yeah absolutely perfect um it really is nice to see somebody who is still in that process of like becoming something bigger um like that's our a lot of the things that you say is a lot of the ideologies that danielle and i both have about trying to make an impact on somebody without like caring about how much money you're making or caring about how many people are there to like necessarily support you quote unquote mm-hmm. and i think that's really really helpful that all of like the world is like coming together to put us and you and your company in the same part in the same point at this moment
1: yeah no it's been um, a crazy time for small businesses (laughs) some people are having a hard time but um i've been fortunate enough to see a lot of like success come like my way and so yeah i'm like small business like supporting and like i'm even calling myself out like i want to support small businesses especially ones that are like focused on purpose so that's my goal for 2020
3: um one of the like questions that we like to ask our uh guests I don't know if you have ever heard any of our episodes but there's like four questions that we love to ask. three questions three questions that we yeah, love to ask I'm all good, of our guests um one of them is what is your favorite um small business or local company as like a shout out like you said right now is a really really pivotal time for small businesses what is your favorite
1: so I don't know if they're really considered small but the Lit bar um their CEO I just like I think I'm obsessed with her Melissa Butler I just listening to her speak it's like there's just such a grace and like a beauty and like an elegance um and I love their products and she was on Shark Tank seven years ago and got rejected and the fact that she's taken that rejection and turned her company into like is now in Target it's just it's been like a beautiful journey to watch unfold yeah the lip bar is my absolute favorite
3: Shark Tank man great show Great
1: job. Great job. <laughs> <Great show.
2: laughs> <laughs> it's tough that, like, I think, yeah, as you were mentioning too, um, with the CEO of the Lip Bar, like, it's important also to recognize that, like, people do experience failures before, like, becoming successful or, like, quote unquote successful, whatever you define as success. It is important to acknowledge those failures. And it's really nice to see, like, when someone comes out and talks about them. So,
1: yeah and now she's so open
2: about it
1: and I love that and for me too I, I hate when people are like oh this is coming together so easy I'm like no like it's not been easy at all <laughs> yeah. and like maybe it's just like my fault because on Instagram you know you don't really share the best and you don't share the worst of whatever's going on but like it has not been easy like it's not been easy at all so to watch her journey it's like been beautiful to watch unfold but I'm sure there's been so much like What's what tears especially like throughout her journey so I love that she she talks about it
3: what's been the hardest thing that has come about while creating your skincare or finishing your degree
1: hmm, I think with starting your own business obviously it's scary and mine is self-funded like I don't have I didn't take any loans or I didn't have any investors so it was like just a massive risk So then if you have like an off day with sales or whatever, like it does discourage you, but you just can't like get discouraged. Like there'll be days where nothing clicks and there'll be days where everything clicks. Um, So I think just being able to just stay somewhat positive is it's a little bit hard.
2: So for any maybe small businesses or local businesses or um just starting, maybe what advice would you have for them? And maybe like, what would you have done different if there were anything um when starting your company?
1: Yes. So if you do plan to work with someone at the beginning stages, that's fine. Just make sure that they, there's a contract in place. I kind of messed up with like at the beginning with my business person that I was supposed to be working with. Um, So contracts and if they don't want to contract, that's a little sketchy. Um, another thing too, is there's a difference between having like a product release and a marketing strategy. And that to me was like a big L that I took because I was like, you know what? My product's good. People are going to buy it. Everything's going to be fine. Absolutely wrong. You need to have a marketing income to like go to market strategy. So I think those are the two biggest things. Oh, and the last one is if you're planning to release a product, It's fine if it's not unique, but your approach to market needs to be somewhat unique. And see, like, do the research that leading up to releasing that product, just because it's doing well now, doesn't mean that it's something that's going to sustain and be viable in the market in the future. So research, creating a marketing strategy. And if you're working with business people or investors early on, make sure that there are contracts.
3: That's good. I never thought of that. I don't have a small business and it's really useful because what if I did? What if I wanted to sell? I don't know. Nail polish that's from hardwood floors. Great knowledge.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like it's definitely stuff that's not told like up front always. It's not.
3: Yeah. Do you have any like, what is your, okay. What is your biggest goal? Like, is there a place where you really want to sell your product or be able to sell your product at? This is Manifestation County, oh. so please yes. reel oh my God, it in, girlfriend.
1: I have a vision board, and on my vision board, I want to see my products at Target and Sephora and Whole Foods. And mm-hmm. um, I think a personal goal is Forbes 30 under 30. I've legit have this have had this in my journal since I was five.
3: Oh my
1: gosh! So that I feel like I like I just would be incredible. Oh, and Vogue. Okay, so Vogue, Sephora, Target, <laughs> um, Forbes 30 under 30. we're gonna get you there thank you yeah
3: we're getting you there (laughs) all of our hundred and something followers on instagram (laughs) we're gonna get you there personally I promise you that
1: I love that you say manifestation because before I would be embarrassed to talk about it but now it's like I'm gonna talk not everyone but like I'm gonna talk about it because the more I talk about it the more I'm like allowing it to like be real in my own like subconscious and let people know what's up what my goals are
3: it is so hard to find that line of being okay with it because, you know, like when you're young and you were going to break up with somebody, but you didn't want to like actually think about it or tell anybody that you broke up just in case that you were going to get back together like the next week. It's yeah. kind of like that. Kind of like very scary. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to say it out loud. That means it's real or that means it's fake and <laughs> it's never going to happen. What yeah. is going on?
1: Yeah, I like it. So- I don't like to tell everyone you know my dreams and my whatever because I feel like you know I'm about I'm big with energy and I feel like some people are not gonna me like okay that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard um but now it's been about saying what I want and it's crazy that like this is the first year I've ever done a vision board and so much of it's already come like into fruition it's just insane so I'm I'm really big on manifestation and energy I
3: love that me too even though it's really scary, like the manifestation word can't spell it. Sometimes it's scary. Even better, <laughs> there's this YouTuber that I watch, Um, and she did a like a vision board towards like the beginning of this year, and she like remade one for the summer. And I swear, it's like she's psychic. She gets every single thing on her vision board. It's insane.
1: I love that. There's I mean, like you're a gift gonna- visualization, so I love that.
3: You. Have been um, incredibly independent and successful. Actually, I don't know if you're independent. Do you call yourself independent? I don't want to like speak for anybody here.
1: Yes, I I definitely do. I'm self funded and I do this kind of on my own. So yeah, perfect.
3: Hell yeah, you are working, being a you are a great role model to even um, Daniela and I, really and truly. Um, True. Being able to self fund and create your vision board and really have that version of success for yourself and nobody else obviously like the people that you're helping but like you're here to develop something that is so helpful for everybody else is really unique in a sense because some people are like I just want my brand to go big so I can get rich really and truly that's so many people's mindset it's sickening just saying
2: it's true or the fame of it like the clout that comes with it a lot of the time it's that
1: I think if I were ever to be famous, I'd hate it so much. I would hate it so, so much.
2: Same. I,
3: I, I don't want to be famous.
1: I all the time. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to, like, I don't want the clout. I just want to fulfill my purpose and live in a, like, on an island by myself.
2: <laughs> this piece off the grid. Off the
3: grid. Yeah, I want be
1: so far off the grid.
3: Like Rihanna right now, she hasn't released anything in years. Oh, that's true. Years.
1: I feel like Rihanna's living her best life forever and always.
3: Probably. <laughs> and then
2: uh, uh, go ahead okay. sierra We um, always do I'll this ask
3: you whatever, like, other finishing questions um what is the best advice you have ever gotten from
2: somebody else hmm. or
1: you've given someone yeah Hmm. <laughs> okay I think that um maybe it's because this is something that I've always struggled with, is that I knew I always wanted to start a brand and I knew that there was something I've stuff that I wanted to do. But I think in my mind I created this like barrier between like me starting a brand and actually doing it. I was like, I need to do all this research, and I do this, and I need to do this. And then I think sometimes at some point just like actually taking that first step and actually creating that plan to actually start something is, and then you just watch how much easier it is. Like, honestly, launching a brand isn't that hard. And I know maybe that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but it's really not. Um, so I think that just actually start it. You can talk about it and you can dream about it all day, but if, until you start it, it's not real.
2: It's true. It's taking the jump, the leap to, and risking it and just seeing where it goes.
1: Yeah. No, that's, I wish someone would have told me that earlier because I could have started this so much earlier, but it obviously worked out the way it was supposed to. So,
2: Well, everything happens for a reason too. I I truly believe in that, in that way. So I think maybe within the last year, maybe this
1: was like your time, you know? Oh, I completely agree. And it's crazy just because between the company and myself, like, I feel like I've been going through such a big personal journey of like shedding like, I feel like it just even looking at myself a year ago, I don't feel like I'm the same person at all. So I think that having a brand at that point wouldn't have, it just wasn't the same. I don't know. It wouldn't have like manifested in the same way. So I'm like, just happy that everything, like the timing's worked out the way it has. So then
2: I guess one of our other last questions that we like to ask um, our guests is what would you like our listeners to take away from this episode?
1: um Kubrick k rocks um um, yeah Yeah, shout out (laughs) out (laughs) um i don't know i want like Kubrick k to be like a community so like i there's like an influencer i was talking to and we were supposed to go live and she's like i have a pimple i don't know if we should go live and i'm like who freaking cares like i want Cooper k to be someone like a place that's vulnerable we're truly purpose-driven and um Yeah, we work super hard, so shop Cooper K, and yeah, stop by if you have any skincare questions whatsoever, and you guys can do whatever you set your minds to. Just don't be your own barrier, and create that vision board.
3: Create that mother-heckin' vision board, y'all. I promise (laughs) you, do it however you want to.
2: And even if Uh, you have a pimple, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It'll heal, and it's normal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah pimples are you want to give
2: it did
3: you want to give a shout out to any of your social media? all of your social medias i guess um just so our listeners can give you a follow help you reach that forbes list (laughs) get you in girl
1: (laughs) yes um so my personal is i am khadija so i am k-h-a-d-i-d-j-a um and My business page is at Cooper K Skincare, K-U-B-R-A K A Y Skincare. Follow us, ask us a million questions, me you could DM me whatever you have questions about. I am here to help and be open.